0: Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Making Money Simple podcast. Today is going to be about cryptocurrency and why me and the Millennial Money UK boys are bullish on crypto going forward. Speaking of them, I'm joined today by Shaq and Niaz from Millennial Money UK. How are you two getting on? Hi Ryan, thanks for having us. Yeah, good, thank you. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Niaz, how are you getting on, mate? Good, thank you, mate. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. Glad to finally link up and get this podcast done. Also, First ever podcast on crypto. So I thought we could start off straight away off the bat by going through some basics of, I guess, defining cryptocurrency. What is it? What does it mean? So I'm not sure who wants to take this one, but how would one of you boys, I guess, sum it up in a few sentences? I mean, I can get us started. I think I should probably um, start off by saying that
1: you know, crypto is such like a, a complex um, bit of technology. I'm not sure i ever fully understand it, I was <laughs> a stab. Um, you know, with my, my limited knowledge, so um, cryptocurrency is built using blockchain, um, and it's essentially a, a decentralized uses a decentralized ledger technology. Um, so my understanding is that when you're using uh, cryptocurrencies such as uh, Bitcoin, when whenever someone sort of makes a transaction, that transaction is recorded uh, in a set known as a block, and then once a certain amount of transactions have have taken place, that block is then filled. And then the next set of transactions is then um, built on the next block, which is linked to that previous block. Um, And then this continues to happen. And um, once the transactions have been put into those blocks and and linked to those chains, they can't be edited. So, you know, the list of transactions that have taken place in Bitcoin history can't ever be amended.
0: I think, yeah, I think that's a really good summary. not sure you want to add anything to that, Niaz.
2: No, I was going to say outside of being like, or planned or purported to be uh, a new currency and a new financial system, it is just becoming a store of value as well, um, Yeah, uh, which people are looking into as like a real um, uh, considered asset to, to to store their money in um, against inflationary currencies that we have at the moment. Yeah. Because I guess the, particularly with,
0: I guess with crypto, it's, the difficult thing is, as you mentioned, Shaq, it's very complex. And it's like, if someone says, um, Like, do you invest in stocks? It's like, well, yeah, but then there's stocks that are tech stocks. There is healthcare stocks. There is oil and gas stocks. It's a very broad, open-ended term. And the same thing goes for cryptocurrency or crypto assets. You know, there's Bitcoin, which is, as you mentioned, Niaz, is a store of value. There's then Ethereum, which is the second biggest one. You have Doge, which is a bit of a meme. (laughs) And there's sort of like a whole like say in stocks or crypto, there's a whole sort of umbrella term that encapsulates all these different things. Um, But I think Shaq, you touched on it very well. And in terms of the key features, um, there's three main key features that I've sort of heard people say who are very knowledgeable in the space. And you pretty much sum them all up. The first one being, it's decentralized. So it's not controlled by any one person or by any one body it's transparent so if you wanted to you could download the code and see all of the transactions um, that have taken place and it's also immutable and that was when you were saying um, of course you can't change what has happened in the past once every 10 minutes with bitcoin once a new block is added to the chain you can't then go back and change or forge the transactions so it is very interesting and I guess bringing in what you said Niaz about how it's sort of changing this the financial system and I think that people older people and maybe banks and governments are probably quite worried about it i'm not sure what you two think about that and how that may play out with regulation and even some countries trying to ban cryptocurrency
2: yeah i, I think it's exactly what you said right because it takes the control away and um, if we look at like the history of where cryptocurrencies uh, the inception of crypto- uh, cryptocurrencies which was bitcoin uh, in 2008 um, off the back of the global financial crisis and that was purely to address what was be- what was happening with the current monetary system that we have, in that it's being controlled by central banks and governments, um and the whole purpose of cryptocurrency was to take that power away and decentralize it all that's effectively what it is so obviously the the powers that be at the moment that control the monetary system um will be afraid and they won't like Mm. it (laughs) Um, and then there's always threats of regulation but how do you regulate something that is um completely decentralized and universally controlled um so there's loads of question marks around it but yeah people are afraid because it, it is a threat to the current financial system as we know it and um and we we can come onto that in two points because um, I think the hype around cri- cryptocurrency right now is that first of all it's a great store of value; it's becoming a very investable asset. So that's kind of where I climbed back into crypto because me and Shaq were actually in that crypto mania in 2017. But we can go. Yeah, the same. <laughs> <laughs> but but at the same time, if you're as you're as you delve more and more into crypto, um, and if you're like really bullish on it, and you're of the view that actually it could become a completely new um like financial system, it could completely uproot the current financial system and 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 become a new one in and of itself. That's like a whole different discussion as well. Uh, and it's proving more and more uh likely that there's a possibility that could happen at some stage.
0: Yeah. And I did see some stat recently that apparently Bitcoin, which is worth saying that is pretty much drives cryptocurrency at the moment. I think about maybe more than half of the total crypto asset market cap is in bitcoin because people believe in it as a store of value and a digital gold as you mentioned um but i think that there's only like a 1.3 percent or a low one percent adoption rate of bitcoin so when you think how many millions and billions of people there are in the world it's hardly anyone has actually invested into it so when people have these crazy predictions like bitcoin to 100k 400k a million pounds or dollars if people do actually genuinely start investing into it which we can also come on to how institutional investors and hedge yeah. funds and billionaires have started investing into it over the sort of co- course of the last year yeah it is almost it could genuinely go to the moon
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 well it's funny because we're recording today and uh ethereum's mooning like there's a few mm. currencies which are like reaching all-time highs um and i think that now, and you've mentioned the institutional investment coming into, um, the asset and investing so heavily and, um, like quite bullishly actually into cryptocurrencies means, I think we've gone past the point of no return. So this is my humble opinion. I think, um, Bitcoin, let's just take Bitcoin, Bitcoin, for example, I think Bitcoin is more likely to reach 200,000 than it is to go back to zero. Um, and that's purely because of the amount of institutional investment that has come in at, let's say, um, $20,000 and $35,000 um, which means that it, it, it I don't think it will ever fall too far below those points um, just because of how many billions of, of um, dollars of um, like hedge fund money has gone into yeah. now itself.
0: I, I did see actually as part of the, so Coinbase are, I think I'm not sure if it's Coinbase or Binance, but Coinbase is one of the largest uh, platforms where you can buy. That's sort of like Vanguard or Hargreaves Lansdowne, a place where you can buy cryptocurrency and they recently IPO'd. And I think I saw, one of the a graph they produced which showed that a few years ago most of their transactions are being driven by retail investors like us just people believing in crypto but there's been a bit of a swing in the last sort of quarter or two where it's now being driven more and more by institutional investors and i think that i guess first of all they can buy a ridiculous amount they can buy billions at a time just like i mean tesla did that obviously one of the biggest companies in the yep. world um and i i do agree i think that it's sort of gone it's here to stay, I think. And it's sort of almost past the point of no return where people are always going to believe in it, particularly younger people, millennials, tying yeah. in with the brand there, boys. Yeah. Uh, millennials are particularly invested in it. Now, if you're on Twitter or Instagram, the amount of people that are bullish on crypto um, is incredible, particularly Bitcoin. Um, so I thought that the next thing I thought we'd discuss is how, how do you boys approach cryptocurrency in terms of your strategy? Do you invest weekly, monthly, uh, like dollar cost average in, lump sum invest? How do you sort of approach your yeah crypto strategy? So my my strategy um
1: is kind of a fairly new one. So as has touched on, we sort of dipped our toe with crypto back in 2017. Um so I actually first bought Ethereum twenty seven April twenty seventeen. I think I bought it at about forty pounds. like whole coin wow Uh, and yeah for anyone listening so can you retire yet then surely (laughs) (laughs) well this is the this is the unfortunate thing so I bought about four or five back in 2017 Um, then over the course of 2017 2018 that sort of shot up in price I think reached the all time high of that year was was about a thousand I sold some at various points so made a profit of maybe fifteen hundred two thousand on on what I bought sold um and then it dropped again to about 200 pounds each um and i think at that point i had like one and a half left um and then i think i ended up selling a bit more again uh, perhaps in 2020. oh no in fact what happened was in, in in last year what i did was i moved my all of my ethereum to bitcoin just because bitcoin was sort of shooting up um and then it's only really over the last few months where I've decided to, to be a bit more bullish on crypto. So my strategy at the minute is to try and keep it to about 5% of my overall portfolio. I think nice. um, with the the prices shooting up at the minute, it's crept up a little bit to like 6 or 7%. And I think maybe over the next few months, I will decide to sort of increase that to 10%. But I don't think I would go above that just because, um, you know, there is still that bit of risk.
0: Yeah. And as Niaz mentioned earlier on, it's still a very new asset class. It only was born in 2008 after the financial crash. So when you think stocks and bonds have been around for hundreds of years, cryptocurrency has only been around for 13 years. So it is still very volatile. And anyone that does want to get into it, I would also say keep a fairly small percentage of your portfolio in it and be ready for some massive ups and downs as the months go by um niaz what, what's your strategy yeah. how, how are you approaching it mate I don't,
2: I don't know if you remember ryan i think i messaged you um at the end of last year and we were just talking about um like putting a, a percentage of our portfolio into cryptos mm. and uh at the time the price of Bitcoin and Ethereum was uh, I'm sort of looking back at my transactions furious at myself I didn't put- <laughs> I- should have
0: put 100% in my portfolio <laughs> then. Yeah, it's
2: oh, it so annoying, but I think I decided at that point I'm I'm, I'm not like unhappy with my decision because it's it's worked out well. Um in I was basically just doing 80/20 into Bitcoin and Ethereum um each month like a um, basically just putting a portion of my salary into into cryptos. Um because I was sort of like remembering the whole 2017 uh, mania and the hype as well. <laughs> but I, but I did also realize that I think it's an important part of everyone's portfolios to consider now. Um, it's like a small marginal amount. So it's similar to Shaq's. Um, I'd say over the last uh, few months, maybe two or three months, um, I've kind of just, I, I've been swayed. I'm, I'm, I'm fully in now. I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm going quite bullish on crypto like, to the point where we're making a podcast on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and I'm I'm kind of like to the point where I'm I'm hoping for like prices to drop even after I've invested mm. at a higher price because I'm looking to sort of buy back in. Um, but I'm doing that with a very long-term like vantage point. So I'm this is money that I'm like looking to invest for like three, four years minimum. Um, so I'm just going to keep buying in. Um, and 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 I I feel like it's like a real um opportunity and store of value investable store of value for us when it comes to cryptos um so any, so, so like an increasing portion of my portfolio i'm putting uh into i'm still splitting it across bitcoin and ethereum i did hold a few of the other coins but I, I i sort of sold out of them because i i tried to look at the intrinsic underlying like value of those coins and i realized that i was being completely speculative so i had that <laughs> cardano um and a few other coins, I think I had Polkadot at some point as well, but I decided because of the way I'm investing, so I'm not trying to trade cryptos, I'm, I'm actually investing in cryptos, so I'm, I'm not looking to sort of like sell when it shoots up, I'm just going to keep trying to buy more, keep trying to buy more, and hold on to it as long as I can. Um, because of that, I'm sort of like just going for like the stable coins that I understand even a little bit. Um, so Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum is how I'm splitting my um, investments at the moment
0: yeah no sounds good that's pretty similar to me to honest with you so i'm about 75 percent bitcoin 20 percent ethereum then i've also got some in cro or crow and that's mainly because i've got the crypto.com uh like debit card pre prepaid card and you have to stake a certain amount and then also when i refer people i get like 25 dollars worth so I've, it's sort of built up now to about five or ten percent of my portfolio but nice. i've sort of had that problem where so i Similar to both of you boys, I started getting into it in 2017. I didn't put very much money into it, maybe like £200 or something. Um, and it like I think quadrupled or something ridiculous. And then it, didn't, it crashed and it was probably worth maybe like £30 because I bought it pretty near the high. <laughs> um, but then I sort of started educating myself on crypto around this time last year. And I guess for anyone that is interested to learn more about it, two books that have really helped me were crypto assets and the bitcoin standard um crypto assets is just a very good detailed book on explaining how cryptocurrency works how to store it how to buy it the bitcoin standard more looks at the evolution of money and you both of you boys have mentioned um it being a store of value and the reason i guess where that comes from is because governments can print as much money as they want and i think there was another stat about 20% of all US dollars in existence were printed yeah, in yeah. 2020, yeah, yeah. like giving out the stimmy checks, trying to keep yeah. the economy afloat. Um, so yeah, I sort of started educating myself about a year ago, and then I've sort of been investing more or less weekly or every other week into Bitcoin and Ethereum. And yeah, the first prices that I was buying at like this time last year, it was less than $10,000. So now not only does it make up probably about 20%, it fluctuates quite a lot, but it's probably between about 20 to 25% of my portfolio or it certainly was when it was at when bitcoin was 60k plus yeah. um so i'm now in a sort of dilemma where i don't want to time a mark to time the market because you can't but then do i want to keep investing in it, it then if it keeps going up i'm going to increase my percentage holding of my portfolio in cryptocurrency even more so i'm sort of at that bridge where i need to decide whether to continue to follow this weekly schedule because that's what i've been doing or bi-weekly schedule or just sort of maybe wait and hope prices come down and similar to what you were saying as almost wishing the prices do come down so first of all it makes up less of my portfolio and second of all so i can actually buy at cheaper prices
2: yeah so here's here's my thing right and this is this is where recently my opinions changed slightly and, and never did I think I'd want prices to drop in an asset that I'd invested in, but I'm, I'm just becoming increasingly bullish, I think, on crypto. That's uh, when you know you're a long-term investor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so what I'm hearing is, and I, I hope that I can illustrate it well over audio, is so we've got loads of institutional investors buying into Bitcoin, let's say, for example. So they buy in at $30,000 and then it shoots up to $50,000 and then Everyone says, oh, but then all these institutional sellers that have bought billions, they can just sell it and then the price is going to drop loads again. But what they do is they buy at 30,000, it goes up to 50,000, then all these institutional um, investors sell half of it. So they cash some of their profits uh, at 50,000 and then they're like, oh wait, it's gone back down to 40,000 and then they'll buy again. But what they're doing with that process is they're actually stabilizing the price of Bitcoin over time and they're going to make it much more of a attractive asset. So what these institutional Um, investors, again, my humble opinion are doing, um, basically speeding up the process that the, that the price of Bitcoin stabilizes and it becomes less volatile. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. And that's interesting. I've never actually heard that before
0: because some of the daily swings are mental where it could be double digits. As we mentioned, Ethereum is at all time highs at the moment. Um, but then is it actually possible? Do they sort of need to work in unison or harmony to do that?
2: Uh, Well, if, 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 let's say like the the amount of coins in circulation, like you said before, there's, there's, there's such little adoption and then they have like massive whales, like institutional investors and like loads of people that hold a lot of the crypto. So they can cause like big movements in the markets if they decide to dump or buy. Yeah. Um, But what's happening is they're basically like dipping their toes in, realizing how much money they could make. Um, and when they're selling, they're not selling all of their holdings. Um, but they're looking to like cash in some profits that I'm going to cash in half and then, um. And then they'll go back into the markets, realize that it's going to keep going up. And then they'll, they'll cash it out again because they're like, oh, I can't keep going up. But that throughout that process, they're kind of like stabilizing it because they're creating like loads of, uh, is it resistance at a certain price? Yeah. All that,
0: obviously we're, we're investing, not trading, but I guess that is.
2: Yeah, I, that's why the, the, I'm a noob when it comes to that terminology. <laughs> I'm never going to trade, but um, but 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 basically, throughout that process, I think they're stabilizing the price of um, some of these. I, I think that's why they call it stable coins as well when it comes to like Ethereum and Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, what what do you think on that, Shaq? Anything to add? Uh,
1: no, no. I was I was just um, I was just trying to find a, a specific post that I read just to do with like the institutional investors and. I um I basically saw that someone had posted on Reddit like months and months ago, way before Tesla had um, bought into Bitcoin, but basically saying that they were working at Tesla and, and um, they knew about the plan for them to get involved in Bitcoin and that they were working on some software that would allow them to buy Bitcoin at a certain price, like over a period of time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so I was just trying to find more information on that, but I, I couldn't. Um, dig it out but i remember reading as well that when they did buy into bitcoin because they bought such a, a huge volume that that action in itself led to the price jumping you know a crazy amount and mm. they are actually able to make billions in profit in the space of like a 10 days
0: yeah it's, it's, it's crazy when they i think they made a ridiculous i think i saw when tesla released their earnings didn't they make more money from more profit from holding bitcoin for one quarter than they have in 14 years of making cars (laughs) it's it's crazy isn't it and i guess it's gonna encourage more and more businesses to
1: get involved in it
0: yeah that's what i was gonna say do we then think that surely amazon these other forward-thinking tech companies are gonna have to start keeping some of their cash reserves in bitcoin just to avoid falling behind and disappointing their
2: boards and their shareholders and such definitely definitely like if you think about tesla and elon musk being like one of the World's like, I guess, preeminent billionaires, if you can sort of label them in that way, <laughs> um, sort of like making that move. Um, and the way things are going at the moment, like the old dinosaurs, like I've been watching videos of like Charlie Munger and um, uh, some old school um, investors. Um, and, and and they obviously hate Bitcoin. And, yeah. and you can see their interviews over like the last five years and they're just fuming at how well. People scared of it. Yeah, massively scared of it because they're the ones that have been saying it's a joke. You're going to lose all your money. It's going to go to zero, and that's not happened. And people have sort of touted um, like uh, the term, like this is just a bubble. It's um, it's all hype and it's all mania. But now it doesn't look like uh, it's going to go back down anymore. There's like it's, it's not going to go back down to zero because there's so many big players that have like put all their money in as well. Um, so they look a bit silly as well. So I do think that we're beyond the point of are as likely to lose all your money um i think there's more upside basically because i yeah still volatile but it's it's hard to imagine it not being around
0: still particularly bitcoin and ethereum the big players which i guess we all sort of said that we stick to them too and i think that's probably sensible because it's such a new asset class it's similar to stocks, a lot of sort of small cap stocks die over time, but normally the largest players survive, if any. Um, so I think sticking to Bitcoin and Ethereum is probably sensible if you're looking to get started, just because if it is going to survive as an asset class, they are probably the most likely ones to survive, particularly Bitcoin being, as we mentioned,
2: digital gold in a store of value. Yeah, for sure. And I think we have to underscore this whole conversation, which is like quite excitable to, uh, to then say that it's still the riskiest asset to invest in. Uh, yeah, um but it has a lot of upside potential and it's got to the point where it's not just like dumb risk it's uh, probably like quite important measured risk to consider in your portfolios um because it is such an important asset so uh, a portion of it obviously first it's really important to educate yourself but it's pro- definitely worth I think for people t- when they're looking at their portfolios holistically when they've got a lot of their money in funds um and um, other sensible investments as well um I think a portion of your portfolio it would also be sensible. Uh, to consider uh, cryptos as well. What would you say is a good percentage? <laughs> Put you on the spot. So, mate, for for me, I started off with similar to Shaq about five percent of my portfolio, and I think it's crept up uh, to around twenty now. Mainly uh,
0: because it's been performing so well the last few months, right?
2: Uh, yeah, but but also I'm I've been sort of increasingly increasing my con- contributions into cryptos um, because I've changed my like my psychology when it comes to Mm. um, my portfolio now, because I've decided that this isn't money that I'm planning to cash out when it reaches a certain amount or a certain price, I'm looking to long hold. So I don't mind the wild swings as much. So I think you have to really assess your own psychology and your own risk appetite. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for, um, I'm not trying to time the market obviously, but I'm kind of, I don't mind if there's, um, (laughs) yeah, I I don't mind if there's dips because it's, it's an opportunity for me to buy back in. Um, and consolidate my position um, that that's basically where i'm at now but I, I don't think that's not advice for anyone who's just looking to go new into crypto is going to be really like um, agitated when they see their portfolios are down heavy because when i was in that position i would make me so anxious but now <laughs> I've, I've completely changed my approach
0: yeah no that sounds good i've got a quick point to say and i'm going to ask you boys one more quick question and then we'll End the podcast here. But what you were saying here yeah, is about a lot of the dinosaurs getting invested and involved. Now it is actually pretty mad. I think it was in 2017, J.P. Morgan were just you know talking down on Bitcoin and how it's never going to survive. And now, as of 2020, they like a lot of the J.P. Morgan funds now invest into it and consider it an important part of asset allocation. And that was only in a three-year sort of period. S- similarly, Ray Dalio, who's I've, I really like him. I think he's probably like the best person to talk, to sort of listen to about the macro economy he was against it and now the last few months has been making quite a few posts on it on linkedin and sort of trying to understand it you also mentioned charlie munger quite topical we're recording this today because the berkshire Hathaway annual conference was re- very recently and they did ask him and Buffett about bitcoin and Charlie Munger was very, very unhappy. <laughs> and he you could tell he was not a fan of it at all. But then Berkshire Hathaway are sitting on about $140 billion 140 billion dollars worth of cash and have been sitting on, I think, more than $100 billion worth of cash for years. And it's just like it, almost a no-brainer if they converted even 10% of that into Bitcoin a year or two ago, they would have made a fortune. But I guess if they don't believe in it, they're not going to invest into it.
2: But but don't be surprised if they go back on their, like, if they think mm. their minds and suddenly decide to invest. Like I saw that uh, interview as well. And um, Warren Buffett quite intelligently decided to dodge the question. <laughs> um, but like I said, and you sort of touched on it earlier about um, a quarter of uh, the money in circulation, a quarter of the US dollars in circulation ever was printed last year. Mad. And we're all kind of sort of like skirting along like that's not an issue. That, that that there is going to be sort of symptomatic effects of that and which is part of the reason why people are really seriously considering cryptocurrencies now. Yeah. Um, including like real serious um investors. Um the big the big boys, the whales. Exactly, <laughs> the big boys, not just us it was just sat here behind our screens by <laughs> and hoping to join the wave. There's there's real big voices that are like deciding that actually this is the way. Um, yeah. Worth considering. Yeah, no, I agreed. I just wanted to end on one quick question. I thought I asked
0: each of you if you had one tip you could give to someone who maybe wants to start getting into cryptocurrency, who's not invested into it yet. Um, that you've learned over maybe in 2017 or learned over the last few months. What is one tip you would learn or give to someone who is looking to get invested and get involved into cryptocurrency? <laughs> I, I would say just hold.
1: That would be my main one. Um, hold on for dear life. <laughs> yeah, because you know, if I'd, if I'd held on to my initial like hundred and fifty pound investment, I would I had I'd have sort of five figures. I'd be sitting on ten grand plus now. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's it's nowhere near that number. So yeah, e- even recently, um, I I got involved in Ripple as well because um, my brother just gave me a tip to get in on it and. I ended up selling a little bit of that because it it dropped, Um, managed, held on to some of it and it's now sort of tripled in price. So, you know, just ride out the fluctuations. Don't be trying to trade it Uh, like Niaz has suggested. Just hold on for the long term and, and
0: I'm confident that you'll be able to make your money. Yeah, great tip. Niaz, what's yeah. one tip we're going to leave us with here?
2: <laughs> I, I completely agree. I think have a long-term view when it comes to cryptos, um, and in order to do that, maybe decide on a portion of your salary or a portion of your like monthly investments that you're going to put into crypto and stick to that. Um, any price fluctuations, if you start to invest with a long-term viewpoint, it's just noise because you're just going to keep your money away. Uh, and in two, three years' time, the difference between forty thousand, thirty-six thousand might seem a lot now, but it's going to be. Like nothing. Um, yeah. Um, if we if we if we go back and look at um, other examples like Shaq's mentioned, so I think have a long term view, uh, keep putting a consistent amount away um, uh, within a consistent time period as well, um, and I think that should do it.
0: Great tips there to end the podcast, Shaq Niaz, the boys from Millennial Money UK. Thank you very much for coming on to chat about crypto and Bitcoin. It's been a pleasure. I know people can find you on social media at Millennial Money UK. Is there anything else here you'd like to plug? at the end of the podcast.
2: No, that's perfect. Thank you so much for having us, Ryan. Um, Really looking forward to more of your content as well. Yeah. Cheers, boys.
1: Thanks, Ryan.